0: Just as a person is honored, commanded to honor his father and to fear his father, So too is commanded to honor and be, and be in awe of his primary teacher of Torah. Yes, even more than his father. because his father brings him to life, have to have life in this world and to sustain him in this world by feeding him. But the teacher teaches him Torah. Being in from life in the world to come, which is more important and more eternal. Here, the Ramam gives examples of what does it mean to honor and, and be in awe of your teacher more than your father. If you see a lost article, two lost articles, one belonging to your father, one belonging to your teacher, you have to first return your your teachers, then your fathers. If you have your teacher and your father both carrying a heavy load, they both need assistance in some way, So you leave. You first help your 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 teacher f- uh, find rest, put down the load. And afterwards, your, te- your father. Of both teacher and her father are both in captivity. this you first redeem your teacher. And then afterwards, your father. But if your father was also this, all assumes till now that your father was not a at all. If your father was also a then you first redeem your father and then your teacher and if your father was a even though he wasn't as great as, as your teacher then you also he also expressed it's not just in terms of redemption of captivity but even in terms of even in terms of returning, returning a lost article then only afterwards you return the article of your father of your teacher excuse me there's no honor which is greater, as great as the honor of your teacher. There's no there's no awe that should be greater than the awe of your teacher. The awe of your teacher should be, should be similar to the awe you have of Hashem, of heaven. If they said, whoever argues against the teacher, and disputes him in a disrespectful way, is like you disputes the Shekhinah. Shemert says, You were revolting against Hashem. This is Maisha's Maisha's criticism of Kairach, even though essentially Kairach's description was, uh, Kairach's revolt and disrespect was towards Maisha. He didn't doubt Hashem per se, but that was considered like uh, revolting against Hashem. Whoever makes a controversy with his teacher, it's like he's making a fight with the Shekhinah. It says, where the Jews fought with Hashem and over there he was sanctified that's talking about the Yidin complained about not having enough water they complained against Yisrael but it's as if they were arguing against Hashem <speaking in Hebrew> whoever complains against his teacher Kim, mis- <Sarim>, it's like he complains against Hashem, Hashem the Apostlech says says to the you are not complaining against us. You're complaining against Hashem by complaining against Moshe and Adon. That's like complaining against Hashem. The Khamahar Hadar doubts or thinks negatively of his teacher. It's like he thinks negatively of the Shchina. And it says, on <inaudible> of These people spoke against Moshe and, and Hashem, Hashem and, and Moshe, so that we see that speaking against, doubting, thinking disparaging against the, against your rebbe is like thinking negatively about the Shchina. And here the Rama will bring examples of all of the above. What's an example of disputing one's teacher? This is somebody who establishes a house of study, sits and teaches and instructs, not without his teacher's permission. But while his teacher is alive, even though his teacher is in a different country, while one's primary teacher is alive, you have to have his permission before you teach and instruct in A person is not allowed to teach in the presence of his instruct halacha in the presence of his teacher even after receiving permission to teach doesn't apply to when you're in his presence if someone teaches halacha in the presence of his teacher he deserves death penalty if between the person and his teacher there was 12 mil which is 12 approximately 12 kilometers And someone asked him a question, not because he established himself to answer Shilas, but simply because someone happened to question him what what, what to do in this situation, then he's allowed to answer, because there's two criteria. He's more than 12 mil away from his teacher, and someone happened to ask him because they assumed he knew the answer, not because he established established himself to answer, answer questions. Now, a situation comes where someone's about to do an area and you want to separate them prevent them from doing so then you're allowed to do so even directly in your, in your teacher's presence at house so he sees somebody doing something forbidden he did not know it's forbidden because he's a wicked person he didn't know anyone's watching him he has the obligation to he can and should and must separate him from the prohibition and say to him, that's forbidden. Even in his teacher's presence, even though his teacher did not give permission to rule halachic rulings, still he's allowed to. Any time with desecration of Hashem's name involved, we don't consider the necessity to honor your teacher more important than that. When this As we said as something which happened it happened to be a, 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 a temporary thing. Someone asks you a question or something happened in front of your teacher, for example, where you have to separate the person from an iser. But establish, establish himself to answer questions, right? Hang up a shingle, open for business, instruct whoever asks Even if he's as far as possibly can be geographically from his teacher also little heredas, he's not allowed to do so to instruct halachically and until his teacher either passes away or a possibility too his teacher gives him permission not everybody whose teacher passes away is allowed to begin to teach and instruct decisions he has to be a student who reaches the qualifications of answering halacha doubt any Talmud who's not qualified to, uh, to rule halachic rulings. And he does so, he's wicked, the shaita, fool, the gasuach, and arrogant. The love demaragar on him the Pasuk says, simple chat in the pasuk here is referring to a prostitute but the Ram of the gemara and the Ram will refer referred to the situation for many corpses has she cast down the etc conversely a wise person who is qualified to offer Allah rulings but does not do so he withholds the spread of terror and he places stumbling blocks in front of the blind the same pasuk mighty are all those who she has killed Continu- the Ram continues. <speaking> in <Hebrew> These insignificant students who have not properly excelled in t- uh, um as, as necessary, as is required. <speaking in Hebrew> they seek to be exalted before the common folk <speaking in Hebrew> and among the people of their cities. They <speaking in Hebrew> jump, they want to sit in the head <speaking> in <Hebrew> to judge and instruct the Indian, to give themselves honor. <speaking in Hebrew> they are the ones who cause and differences of opinion too to flourish unfortunately because of the fact they don't have the proper training and they are offering rulings that are not correct The <speaking in Hebrew> they destroy the world <speaking in Hebrew> and they are extinguishing the light of the Torah. <speaking in Hebrew> so to speak they are destroying the vineyard of hashem <speaking in Hebrew> regarding them it <speaking in Hebrew> says in his wisdom <speaking> in <Hebrew> grab for us foxes <speaking in Hebrew> small foxes meaning these these insignificant small students <speaking> in who <Hebrew> destroying the vineyards halacha Hey, the way it's in their standard printed rambam creates many problems so we're going to use the version of the rambam in the manuscript authoritative edition follow along halacha hei it's forbidden for a student to call his teacher by his name you call him Reb. you don't call him chayim even if it's not in front of me you can't say chayim taught me you know you have to say teacher the teacher said skip a few words you shouldn't mention his name in front of him shouldn't refer you shouldn't not in front of the teacher uh mention the teacher's name even if you're calling other people who have the same name as your teacher so if you have a rabbi named Chaim and your friend is named Chaim, you should call your friend something else call him chai or something not the same name in front of your teacher not in front of the teacher you could call him Chaim the same is true the name of your father call him something else so if your teacher's name is Moshe your friend's name is, friend's, name is, friend's name is Moshe you can call your friend Moshe on the playground but not you can't call him Moshe, Moshe in front of your teacher call him Mo now the Daimam says that um, this that we said not in front of your teacher it's okay to call him Moshe How, uh, even if the teacher has already passed away you still must change the name go back now to the words we skipped earlier if the teacher has a very strange name like nowadays for example if you a teacher whose name is Antignois which is a common name in the Mishnah it's one of the Tanayim but nowadays it's a very rare name if your a teacher or your father's name is Antignois and you have a friend named Antignois then even uh, if you're not in front of the teacher and even if the teacher has passed away then you're not allowed to call him your friend Antignos, you have to call him something else. Call him auntie or something. <speaking in Hebrew> you should not greet your teacher or respond to his greeting the way you would to a colleague, to an equal. It should be in a respectful manner. rather, you should bow before him tell him in, uh, in, uh, with awe and respect, Shalom Aleicher Rabbi. Please, peace unto you, my teacher. If the teacher responds to you, respond to him, Shalom Aleicher peace unto you, my teacher, my master. You should not take off your tefillin. Some translate this as before your teacher, meaning if you both finish davening, wait for your teacher to take off his tefillin, and only then should you take you off your tefillin. Others translate this as you should not take off your tefillin in your teacher's presence, regardless of whether it's before or after nor should you recline because it's not respectful in front of your teacher you should sit with respect like before a king one should not daven not directly in front of your teacher because then your back is to him and it's not respectful not behind your teacher nor next to your teacher because you kind of showing that like you're an equal to him rather you should be at least four amids apart you shouldn't walk next to your teacher some people say that these restrictions are only for you're both if you're both, if you're both with a the minion then it's okay to Davin next to or behind your teacher. Uh, needless to say that you're not allowed to walk right behind him, right next to him, but you go behind him somewhat, some paces behind him. But not directly behind him, so behind but to the side. And and once you've met all these restrictions, you, once you make sure you're not you're not violating any of these restrictions, afterwards you can daven. You should not go with your teacher into the bathhouse. Is not respectful. Don't sit in this place. In his presence, you should not. Some translate this as support his words, because it shows like you know, I my teacher needs my support, which is not respectful. Others translate this as you should not. Uh, um, side with someone who's arguing with him in front of him nor should you contradict him in his presence don't sit in front of him until you are told to sit don't <speaking> stand in front of him until he tells you to stand <speaking in foreign language> until you get received permission to you ask permission to receive permission to stand up once you leave your teacher don't turn your back to him rather you should you should uh, um, uh, turn around so that you're facing the teacher and facing him and back away in that manner a person is obligated to stand before his teacher when he sees him coming once you see him even if he's far away still if he's if he's in your vision, within your vision. Until he passes, he's concealed from you. You don't see his, his his silhouette anymore, so he's no longer in your peripheral vision. If only after that may you sit down. A person has an obligation to, to visit his teacher during the golem during the umtavim, just like a person had an obligation to visit the Besamigdosh when he was standing. You don't honor a student even though he's a in front of his teacher. Unless the teacher used to, would honor this, honor the student as well. Any common work with a slave does for their master, the student should, be do, should do for his teacher. In a place where no one knows who he is. And he was not wearing tefillin, although it was common to wear tefillin all day back then, but he was, for some reason, not wearing tefillin. He was worried. People will think he's a slave. See, look, he is doing these menial tasks, and he's not wearing tefillin. He must be a slave, because the Ebed-Kanani does not is not obligated in wearing tefillin and he should not do slaves that are do tasks that are very demeaning like putting on and taking off his teachers shoes for him so that's the exception whoever refrains from allowing a student to serve him he's, he's withholding kindness from him he's preventing him from achieving fear of heaven because attending to the teacher in this manner not just the task but attending to him in this way and seeing all his behavior throughout the day how he eats and drinks and sleeps etc shows teaches the student not just the academics of teda but how teda is an all-encompassing way of life and that's the most perhaps the most important thing therefore not letting them do that Prevents him from achieving Yerushalayim. Any student who who is lax, daisical about a matter which is relevant to honoring his teacher, causes the Divine Presence to depart from the Jewish people. If he sees his teacher seemingly doing something not permitted, Ermel, he tells him, didn't you teach us such and such? Don't say that, Rebbe, that's not allowed. Say, didn't you teach us this and this? Which seems to contradict your own behavior. <laughs> Whenever you mention a teaching in front of your teacher, tell him, "Didn't you so?" So our teacher taught us. Don't say in front of your teacher a teaching you did not hear from your teacher. Unless you mention the name of, the, of where it comes from, the person who authored it which in general is preferred, but specifically in front of the teacher. When the teacher dies, one must tear their garment, and until he reveals his heart, they may never mend the garment as the halacha is regarding a parent. When this is applied, a teacher meaning your primary teacher who taught you most of your tear, especially in a time when there was very little books, so one would find a primary teacher, and that person became their source of, of, of the entire tear. whom you learned most of your tear from, Today with our printed svarim some argue that this concept does not exist uh, if however he did not learn majority of wisdom from him he only learned some things he's considered a student colleague he's not obligated to honor him to the extent of everything we discussed so far in the fun of he must stand in front of him though that's required of and tear tear his garments from him when he passes away not necessarily till he uncovers his heart though as one would for any other relative was not apparent even if one even if he only only study one concept from mim whether it's a small matter or a great matter im the fun he still stand in front of him love and tear the garment when that person passes away any t- scholar who has proper character traits does not speak before someone wiser than him or, or who knows more than him although he did not learn anything from him at all. even though there's all these obligations upon the student and the terror requires him to te- treat the teacher in these matters, the teacher has the right to forego his honor. Unlike a king who does not have that right to forego his honor, hadav <laughs> ha'muvok a primary teacher shirat shalem chalak who wants to forego his honor b'chalad <laughs> vame'ilu in all these matters. On one of these matters, chal <laughs> to all the students <laughs> or to one of them. <laughs> he has the he has the right to do so. even though the teacher forgives his honor, chayavatam l'hadroy the student still has an obligation to provide the honor. even when the teacher forgoes it, because it's his achrayus to provide cover to the taynor. Even though the teacher is technically speaking for giving it, it's just that if, it, if the student chooses not to, he's not being over on the isser of uh, of, on, of not honoring his, honoring his teacher, but there's still a, there's still a positive obligation on him to, per, to to accord him with uh, either all the above-mentioned honors or at least the basic honor to some degree, depending on how you understand the rambam just like the students have an obligation to honor their teacher the teacher has an obligation to honor his students not to the same degree obviously but a certain respect he must give them and to encourage them and to uh, care for them the honor of your students should be dear like your own A person must be, be careful with the students, take care of them, love them, love them because they are like children. will give him pleasure in this world because their success in their learning provides him satisfaction, and also because they help him learn better when he uh, has who to teach. In the next world as well, because the schus has teaching him brings him a greater portion and a greater reward. The students add and teachers wisdom and they broaden his heart. Our students, sages said, "How I learned much wisdom from my teachers. more from my colleagues. For my students. I learned most of all." just like a small splinter of wood is used to light a larger fire like when you make a bonfire you, you, you first light the small splinters and then that creates a small fire which large, lights the larger and yet larger still logs and and, and, and the pieces of wood a, a, a younger Talmud can sharpen the teacher through his questions he brings the, the wisdom to light It's the, the questions he has require the Rav to articulate it in a more simple fashion which really gets to the essence of the idea when you can articulate it and and bring it down to the lowest levels this concludes the Ramam's discussion in these first five chapters of the first mitzvah which is to study Torah and uh, now the Ramam will continue to to expound upon the mitzvah of honoring the Torah scholars Parake is like a segue. It it doesn't discuss honoring all Tamil Kham, but it discusses honoring your own teacher. So it's a halfway between learning Torah and honoring all scholars.